The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. The views expressed by the hosts and guests of the Comic Book Chronicles are the opinions of said hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinions of the Comic Book Chronicles, the Click Nation, or the Coast Leather Podcast Network in any part. Thank you. Spoilers. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Rydicat. You can find me at Rydicat on Twitter. You can find me at Newsless Need on Twitter. You can find me at CBCaps on Instagram. And with me tonight is... Nobody. It's just me tonight. Um... Yeah, uh, Agent Seven is doing some family business, so it's all good. Um, or it's in personal stuff, whatever. Uh, doesn't matter. You got me tonight, just like you do every night or every week. So, ding. But we're gonna try and uh, keep this um, well as brief as it normally is. Probably even better. I don't know. We'll we'll see how that works out. But you can find this here podcast on the Coast of the Podcast Network. That's CSPN.us. Do it today. You can also find this on your podcast personal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, uh, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coast of the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Uh, you could also find us uh, recording... Every mostly every Thursday night, uh, we are coming to you tonight on Friday night uh, for for you know for reasons. But uh, normally every Thursday night, nine thirty ish Eastern Standard Time on uh, the Click Nation's YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash the Click Nation and twitch.tv slash Comic Book Chronicles. So yeah, folks. Um, if you follow my uh, Twitter account, X account, whatever the hell, I'm going to call it Twitter from now until the day it probably folds in its own self, which should probably be any day now. Um, uh, I said it was a pretty good big week for books, and I was not joking, at least personally anyway. Um, but before we get into that, um, and we might actually even uh, switch it switch up the show a little bit because uh we used to have a different order of things uh back in the day before we went to the books first method so we'll see but before i do any of that we are going to or at least i am going to talk about um uh this week's um star wars ahsoka episode six which is called far far away and i'm not even dis- despite the fact that it's been like what three days and I'm still not going to spoil it because you know you know people even at this point still haven't possibly haven't seen it but I have seen people day zero just spoiling stuff in fact I got spoiled on a little something about it um, unfortunately like the morning after the, the the episode aired which boy I wish um 
people's accounts can be taken out or their tongues or both. I don't know. Either way, it, it works out. But well, I mean, tongues, I guess what doesn't work. Fingers. There we go. Fingers also work. Um, nevertheless, uh, so yeah, episode six of Ahsoka pretty much does not have much Ahsoka in it. I will say that much. We get a little brief interlude before the um, before the intro with um, with uh, Ahsoka and uh, Hayoung uh, on their way uh, on a, on a, on an adventure, and then that's pretty much all we get to see of her uh, the uh, the whole episode. The rest of the episode is uh, Sabine centric, I will say. Because if you've been keeping up, you know that uh, 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 that Sabine had, um, I was going to say Sabine messed up, but, you know, which she kind of did, but not to the level of uh, Star-Lord in, well, who's to say at this point? Almost to the level of Star-Lord in, um, in, um, in Endgame or in um, Infinity War, because let's face it, it was a dumb thing to do, but she did it for, you know. Reasons which I'm sure mostly anyone could understand if if you've been keeping up with the show. That being said, yes, we're kind of uh, along with her for for the ride that she's on and what she ends up getting into. Um, where where she is, there is a. It was a pretty good episode, I, I must say. Um, I I enjoyed it. it it's not. I know as actiony as some folks may want uh, Star Wars to be, but it was uh, it was a good time, regardless. Um, we may have some new darlings in the Star Wars uh, uh, universe uh, coming out of this, but we'll see how how that shakes out. I'm I'm not going to evoke uh, re- re- Return of the Set Jedi, but hey, I'm just saying uh, there might be you know there might be uh, you know some leanings in one way or another. Uh, shout out to Benji Games too, uh, who's uh, who's here tonight. Yeah, it's a solo show tonight, uh, good sir. Hope you're doing well. Um, you know, it's sometimes these solo, solo shows happen. They don't happen that often because you know it's usually, well, it's usually me and Agent Stephanie. But uh, you know, like I said, we're going to try to keep it uh, nice and entertaining, entertaining for the folks out there. But yeah, like I said, Benji, appreciate you being here. Um, but to wrap up uh, the to, to my my recap of Ahsoka, because like I said, I don't really don't want to get into anything. You know that would be considered spoilers, even though it is like three days out or or so. Um, yeah, it's the sixth episode, and a well, let's just say they can check check uh, box one part of the adventure out. Let's just say that Ahsoka and and uh, Sabine had uh, a quest that they were on, well, a, a two part quest. One part of that quest has pretty much been. Um, taken care of with this even though ahsoka uh you know even though they are you know if you've been keeping up they are kind of split apart nevertheless though like i said you can uh check that out when you uh get a chance hopefully like i said even saying that didn't spoil anything for anyone but um you know 
check out the show. You know, like I'm not going to be one of these people who are like day zero and tell you this, that, and the other because uh, ridiculous. But nevertheless, it is uh, it is what it is. Uh, now we're going to kind of um, skip over into the other side of the fandom. Uh, that being, uh, excuse me for a second. Da, 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 da. Star Wars Lower Decks uh, Season 4, Episode 4. I have been... I know I've had my issues with um, with Lower Decks um, as whatever they might be, but I'm still enjoying the show um, for, for the most part. I like Well, let's face it, I love the show. I, I, I'm not even going to go ahead and front on that. I do love the show. Like the, It is still... Some of the things I still have... Uh, an issue with are there on the periphery, but uh, this episode was kind of just fun, and it's a Tindy um, centered episode, which one of my favorite characters. Let's be honest. So, um, it's actually another girls' night episode. Now that I think about it, because uh, there was that one episode where um, Mariner and Tindy kind of have a quote unquote girls girls trip and kind of get it in some stuff well they kind of do that again but this time they have um um the new vulcan uh lower decker along with them or excuse me they're all junior grades now lieutenants so they're not technically not lower deck deckers but they're still in the lower ranks so it is what it is on that um uh we do get there is a um a through line through this season of which we keep seeing a little bit on, but we still haven't gotten any um, headway on. Like we keep seeing a thing kind of pop in uh, and pop out, do a thing and then bounce out. And uh, I, as this show tends to do like near the, this is probably the most overt stuff like that has kind of happened. But by the end of the season, I am fairly certain they'll, they'll rectify that situation. If they don't, I'll be thoroughly shocked because I can't see how it's not going to come to a head in probably the next episode or two, two, excuse me, of the, of the series. Usually this, uh, the show is like 10 episodes a, a season. So like I said, it's going to definitely round, start rounded in the corner, um, with the next one, unless they happen to, um, up the, uh, episode order, which I doubt. So, but yeah, on the other side of that, there was a thing with, um, Boimler and Rutherford as as the B plot, and I don't know what to think about that one. It, it, there is definitely some callbacks to, to some next generation stuff, in a way. Um, but uh, it was um, it, it was amusing in its own right. Let's just say. Uh, and that, folks, is the like I, said, Rick, I don't want to spoil it because that actually. Um, Lord Deck comes out on Thursdays, so therefore, you know, that is a little bit more fresh than than um than Ahsoka is. So matter of fact, uh, we'll be talking about another show uh later on that will be getting a change of dates and times and I'm not sure how we're gonna handle it, but I'll have to, you know been talking to uh Agent Seventy about that, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. And with that, we are going to get into um, <clears throat> the books of the week. But also, let's be honest, it's just me. So I could just go ahead and uh, rapid fire it. So, so here we go. 
because I have no idea what I did with the the Gatling gun noise. Um, pretty sure I have it somewhere, but I don't. Uh, I don't feel like trying to put it in. So it is what it is. Um, Nani? I got a whole host of other things. And with that, we get into the books that I read this week. Starting off with uh, Cyborg number three of six, uh, which has been, and as I pull up my notes here, bip, 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 written by Morgan Hampton, with art by Tom Rainey, uh, colors by Michael Atia, and letters by Rob Lee. So we get a little backstone. Uh, well, I was going to say between Dr. Stone, Stone uh, Cy- Cyborg Vic's dad, and uh, the kind of sort of adversary Marcus Wilcox, or the now adversary Marcus Wilcox, and we kind of do, but we also... Um, it's not necessarily a heist, but we pretty much get a, a liberation, and... Um, Cyborg goes up against. If you're watching the video version, you can see the um, the one of the, the the people he ends up fighting. Make short work of though. But apparently, this is an old adversary, uh, uh, um, an old aspiring partner of uh, Cyborg. While I have read some Teen Titans in my, in my past, I I can't say that I'm the most versed on them and their rogues gallery. Um, good. Thanks for asking. Cool. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Uh, Benji. Uh, let's see. But yeah, I, I'm not, like I said, not the most first on Cyborg's, um, Rogue's Gallery. Not that he has much of one from what I understand, but, uh, he's fighting some robot named Atlas and also this Marcus, uh, Wilcox person who, as I said, in my notes, is pretty much a border plate, plate standard evil CEO. I was going to say he's kind of musky, and actually I do say that in my notes, but I feel like I'm getting giving him not enough, giving Wilcox not enough credit and to evoke that asshole's name. Um, but nevertheless, you know, uh, Cyborg, Cyborg kind of gets us some stuff and at the end enlists the help of this uh, social media influencer that's kind of been um, on him the last couple of issues. Um, to what extent? We'll find out. I'm fairly certain next uh, next uh, issue. Uh, next up. Oh. Yeah, this is going to be a little tricky because I'm doing normally uh, Agent 70 will do his books first and I would be um flipping through these uh, covers quick like but hey we're going to make it through Batman Superman World's Finest number 19 written by Mark Wade, art by Travis Moore uh, colors by Chandler Bonvillain and colors by Steve Wands so this is still the arc where um, where Batman and Superman uh, basically meet for the first time as I said last time we ta- I talked about this book there feels like a slight little bit of DC, uh, DCU um, uh, adjacent story uh, in this. It doesn't go the way Justice League or, or Batman, um, you know, that Batman movie went. 
but you can kind of see shades of it in that. But in this case, the Riddler um, was kind of doing some things, but he had someone... um, Actually, he was being controlled by someone who, to which we find out at the end of the last issue, is another Kryptonian who was trapped in the Phantom Zone, just as you do. Um, and said Kryptonian at the end of last issue trapped Batman in the Phantom Zone, I think, along with some other Gothamites. I'm not entirely sure about that because and uh, Alfred and a few uh, half a dozen other people are in the Phantom Zone as well, seemingly. And uh, I was thinking I must have missed something in the last issue too, but I don't think I did. Um, but regardless, um, this whole Phantom Zone thing kind of sheds light on, let's just say, another adversary that is probably going to come to the forefront. Uh, uh, well, in another Superman book, uh, as, as the last issue is to be believed. Um, so I guess this was the, the springboard for that character to kind of you know, to kind of have some story, some have some, some backstory, but not even a backstory, just to, to, to kind of get this, uh, adversary in a place to where it's now current, because this story, uh, for in the world's finest is set in the past, supposedly DC's past, the DC Prime's past, but there are some things that don't match up and don't don't really line up right, especially when you consider some things going on with uh, the world's finest Teen Titans book. So, um, but it's uh, that is a thing that's going on now. So I don't read action comics, so I don't know, but I do know that this character that was kind of sort of introduced here is going to show up there next. So if you are, hey, there you go. Um, it's kind of amusing. Batman offers uh, Superman some combat training at the end of this. And they uh, they almost kind of do the the uh, clasping hands thing, you know. They this is where their friendship kind of started, but as to how canon it is, I'm not entirely sure. Also, Superman's got uh, <laughs> jokes or tries to have jokes in, in a way that's kind of amusing. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you put on that Riddler hand hat, you gotta go to go all the way. But next up. We have a new number one in the DC corner. This is, I've actually read a good bit of DC this week. This is, well, I actually technically one, two more, because actually there's one I'm missing that I forgot to, to totally forgot to read. Um, and that's Titans number three, but we'll get to that, uh, probably get to that next week or so. I don't know. Um, but Wonder Woman number one, written by Tom King, with art by Daniel Sampier, colors by uh, Tome Moray, and letters by Clayton Cowles. So, I'm just going to read off my notes here. And it says, it says, um, um, it all starts overcame a pull against a handsy dude, you know, as it, as it tends to do, which escalates into uh, um, a manhunt, aka a woman hunt in this case, because they're um, an Amazonian has kind of done some bad stuff thanks to, uh, you know, thanks to some, thanks to being, um, uh, potentially messed with by some dude being a dude, you know, but it kind of escalates into um, in, into a big thing, which turns into a law, which turns into all Amazonians that are in the uh, the the U.S. are now um, uh, barred from being in the U.S., which means they all got to go. 
and which also, you know, in a kind of a rip from the headlines fashion, kind of uh, starts up a problem. But um, one of those Amazonians that are still around uh, in the U.S. is, of course, the title character of Wonder Woman, um, who we see a little bit of because the, the most of the, the, the uh, issue was pretty much set up. Uh, but we do get to see her in all her glory and, um, you know, uh, nearish the end of the, uh, the issue, um, up against, uh, the, the, I wouldn't, I, just, I can't even say the governmental powers that be, because apparently the folks that are, who started all of the, who are behind all of this may or may not be government related. And it's, um, it seems to be that Wonder Woman has an anti Wonder Woman uh, after her. Uh, that is the the quote unquote secret king that is behind us, and not 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 the not secret king that is Tom King who's writing his book. Um, someone called the Sovereign, and we get a little bit about them at the end of this issue, and uh, which pretty much kind of like I said, sees how this story is going to go. It's um, I feel like somebody's probably done something similar to this in the past, but I have not read much Wonder Woman also. And the only reason why I checked this, checked this out was because Tom, Re- Tom King was writing this. And, you know, usually his stuff is, um, uh, makes me curious to put it that way to read. I still haven't been caught up on, uh, Danger Street yet, but, um, that one was also a, a recent one that is actually still ongoing because I know stuff got, um, Held off for night terrors, the, the, the event they've had the last couple of months. So, but now books are starting to come come back uh, proper, uh, and including one that we will talk about. And actually, I might skip to in a second so we can kind of keep on the DC train. But the next book for myself is Hawk Girl number three of six. Here we go. Uh, written by Jed Zia Axelrod. Art by M.N.K. Nahulpan, colors by Adriano Lucas, and letters by Hassan Atmane Alao. So, um, Kendra's adversary, Volpecula, I'm just going to say it like that. My, I, it's late and I'm tongue-tied. Tongue Which is nothing normal. There's nothing not normal around here, I guess. But basically, Volpecula's um, in, in Gotham, and so is now Kendra and her new friend Galaxy. Uh, Batman is also on the case because of um, uh, because of some Bruce Wayne dealings uh, that uh, that uh, that got him involved in this. Even though he's been been in the issue since the first one, but nevertheless, uh, so it's a you know Batman, Hawk Girl, and Galaxy team up against um, against. Velpecula uh, and her newfound thrall, for lack of a better word, because she got somebody on her on uh, that she's been using. That uh, yeah, that she's that she's uh, been taken advantage of, and the court of hours comes into play. So you know, uh, it's always a time when that when that happens. But at the end of this book, we see uh, things are going back to where Kendra is uh, is now li- li- um, living, which is Metropolis, which probably likely means that Superman's going to get into in, back into the future uh, picture. 
um, highly likely. I, I feel fairly confident of that being the case. Uh, and now I'm going to so you skip back all of these books. I've read a lot of books this week, folks. So that's why I'm trying to kind of um, blow through these a little fast because I know I have a tendency to not do so. Uh, but since I'm by myself and it's late and I have not, and uh, well, we don't you don't need to worry about that. But um, yeah. It has not been a good sleep for, for, for your boy today. Um, actually, not much at all. So if it sounds like I'm a little bit more loopy than, than normal, hey, then you figured it out more than I have. So next book is Green Lantern War Journal number one. John Stewart is back, ladies and gentlemen, um, which realistically hasn't been anywhere. And in fact, I as I've probably hinted around in past uh, episodes, so ever since future state things have been going on with the the lantern core and from what i could gather at this point the lantern core as it were is no more there is another group that took over the lanterns but now the earth is quarantined and therefore none of earth's lanterns can be lanterns anymore except for i think unless they i guess unless they sign up with this new group of lanterns um Actually, no, I'm not even sure if that's the case because um, uh, that's, that's, that's the the tone where it seemed like. But uh, there is a Green Lantern, another Green Lantern book with Hal Jordan, and he has himself a ring uh, that he made himself. Uh, and uh, this book, uh, Green Lantern War Journal, comes out of the back issue, uh, back story, uh, the the secondary story in those last three issues of Green Lantern, uh, which those are current look in the last three months. So you can easily catch up on those if you if you want to. Whether you need to at night, I think it would probably help just a little bit to get to 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 get to know um what happened in those books going into this one. Although cause I guess if you would have some questions as to well why is this thing happening um, all of that won't get answered by those because you would have to go back to like, you know, everything that's been going, uh, I guess future state and everything that's been going on since, uh, to what's been going on with the, the lantern core. Um, and I wish I could tell you where some of that kind of, um, played out the most of, because like I said, there, I, there's some of that stuff I still need to catch up on. Uh, unfortunately, but I'm just filling out, filling in the pieces from what I kind of do know uh, with this. So, nevertheless, like I said, John Stewart is kind of back. Um, apparently, he so while the green, the earthy Green Lanterns uh, can't have a ring, like I said, Hal Jordan has a ring that he made himself. Apparently, somehow, some way, and I think this probably has to do with that uh, Emerald Knight book that uh, one shot that came out probably like a month or two back where. John got a kind of a new status quo. Uh, but also I'm not sure cause I didn't get a chance to read that. So something else happened to where, uh, to where it plays into all of this, but, uh, John Stewart's back home. He's taking care of his mom who apparently seemingly has, um, Alzheimer's, uh, by what is intimated here. And I, and unfortunately I, you know, as a, as a person, um, taking, 
you have someone with a similar disease, it's not hard to know, you know. So, and it's, um, I don't know if it's dementia or or, or Alzheimer's, but I'm just going to say it's Alzheimer's just by what was uh, how it was laid out here. But um, but John kind of also like how you know still kind of has that life of a the the life of a lantern that he kind of misses but he's trying to heed what was uh what was passed down through, through whatever this new group uh who quarantined the earth uh set upon him but apparently also because of I'm assuming that Emerald Knight thing John Stewart doesn't need a ring but he can still access his uh his his lantern powers so again like I said this is what's making me want to go back and check out some of this stuff because I'm not sure how that happened um with Hal either because you know like I said the, the what happened in his book, which I uh, ended up catching up on to read this, you know, still has, has, has me having more questions than, uh, on that lantern front than not. So hopefully by the time the next issue of this book uh, comes about or the next issue of green lantern, I will have filled in those blanks, um, myself. Nevertheless, this was a good starting first issue. Exactly. A potential click of the week. I am a big fan of John Stewart. You know, I, you know, Mostly like a lot of people know of him from the Justice League cartoon, you know, so there is that uh, thing. I did know of him before that, but, you know, where my fandom for him comes from is is that, uh, just like a lot of people. So, uh, because, uh, you know, of what's going on here, I, ha- I had to check it out. Because anytime uh, uh, John's got a book, despite him actually having a book in the last probably year that it didn't get a chance to check out. Um, you know, uh, you know, always down to check out some more John Stewart. So yeah, like I said, he's trying to take care of his mom, but he's still kind of, um, thinking of the, the, the Lantern Corps because, you know, modern dull, you know, going back to our ordinary life after you're doing what he's, what he's, what he's done kind of um kind of a different shift which is understandable but he's trying to make the best of it you know um kilo uh not kilowog uh sorry that's uh hal's book um but um yeah like i said he kind of gets so a couple of things end up happening not to go too far into this issue but um he gets blamed for something that um that he didn't do but he made the person accusing him well aware that if you F around, you will find out, basically. So that was a fun part of this book. Um, but also we have this other thing where there's a mul- little multiversal thing going on where there's a, uh, a different universe, uh, a different universe adversary is hunting down John Stewart. So which puts our John Stewart here in the line of, uh, as, as a target. And then there's other alternate, uh, alternate universe lantern who's trying to find uh, this person and also John Stewart, because, you know, in order to find this person, got to find John Stewart. So, uh, part of that is going on, but, uh, that, that, uh, that lantern has, um, gotten into a little bit of trouble at the end of this issue. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. But yeah, that's uh, Green Lantern War, uh, War Journals number one. I'm looking forward to checking more about the book and kind of getting, kind of getting resituated with what's going on with the with the lanterns, um, which I think I probably don't necessarily need to. But 
going to do so anyway, because that's the kind of crazy person I am. Next up is our flight number two of five. Um, written by Ed Brisson, with art by uh, Scott uh, God- Godlewski. Color artist Matt Miller. Sorry, I'm looking at... Making a slight change here. Uh, Matt Miller is doing the cutter art and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. So, as we found out in the first issue, Alpha Flight is pretty much pulling an X Factor in that there's a public facing uh, side that are hunting down mutants that are still uh, on Earth, um, specifically in Canada and uh, the North Americans. And uh, uh, in U.S., not North America, excuse me, it's all North, uh, North, whatever. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. But, um, and the other side of that is they're basically trying to gather said mutants and get them off the planet for, 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 for everyone's safety, which they're kind of running into a, a little snag in, in the way they're doing that. And that snag is partially Department H. And, um, you know, and the fact that, well... They don't necessarily have the means to find um, mutants in a um, in a timely fashion before they have to kind of go out and hunt them down. But again, just like the whole old X Factor days, there is like two groups. It's like there's the forward facing group, then there's the um, you know the the um, the exterminative part of it. Let's just say, but they're all working together. Um, Unbeknownst to Department H, although I'm not entirely sure, it seems as of this moment, Department H is kind of like, all right, uh, we see we uh, we see what the front what what the front half is doing, and uh, we're okay with it. I don't know if if that is legit or they're just going along with it until they spring something. Something about this telling is going to tell me that they kind of know more than they're letting on and just kind of let it play, play out. But I don't know that for certain. It's only a five issue uh, limited series. So you know, we'll see how it, uh, how it goes with that. Uh, next up still on the mutant front, but actually in the spidey corner uh, in a way is the new number one. And I wish I could, or I, I can, but I probably won't uh, put some of these, uh, Van covers in the in the uh, in the mixed tier, but Uncanny Spider-Man number one, written by Cy Spurrier, with art by Lee Garbett, uh, color artist Matt Miller, and letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. So this is a potential another potential click of the week for me because it's basically Nightcrawler uh, posing as a Spidey. So uh, this issue gets into why he's doing that, and even Peter kind of is uh, kind of pops in. To kind of uh, be the uh, the the audience surrogate on that front, but uh, we kind of get in to see what Kurt's uh, getting into as a, uh, as a as a spider person, um, while also still trying to dodge Orcus, and uh, who is definitely who who definitely knows he's around and in play, and uh, and um, you know. And, and, and trying to trying to basically well he's not necessarily lying low if he's doing this but at the same time he kind of is but also trying to see how the spidey the spidey half lives just despite everything that's kind of going on uh with mutants nowadays so yeah um it's, 
it's kind of funny because apparently Spidey has a fan site and you can see a page where the where in typical forum fashion and they pretty much nailed uh forum forum culture in there, which is amusing to see. Kurt, um you know, I love Kurt. Kurt Kurt has always been uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, 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 mutants, X folk, and uh, him kind of posing as a Spidey right now is, is is quite interesting in itself. Of course, there are people out there trying to name this version of Spider uh, this Spider Man, but um, we don't know what will uh, stick. But apparently, Clark Kurt has a new slash old weapon that I don't think I've ever seen before, but it but it does get explained. Um, in the course of this issue and the part of me kind of wants to look back and see where that actually came in at, or maybe I've seen it before and just not remember. I don't know, but also Kurt loves pizza. Likes is, is taking a like in the pizza. So always a thumbs up in my book. Cause I love me some pizza. Um, we also on the side note may or may not have gotten the whereabouts of someone that is not necessarily close to Kurt. But another mutant um, who is personally attached to Kurt may be back in the picture in a way that they don't even know just yet, apparently. Uh, but also, be- this being a, a Spider-Man book, you have some Spider-Man staples, such as um, one of Spidey's, uh, um, you know, Rose Gallery is is in the midst. And probably not unsurprising uh, to anybody if you knew who it was working with Orcus, Orcus, but also on the other side. Oh, but also, there's a another Spidey um, uh, ally, also here for a reason that we. Well, it's that's been given, but we don't know to the full extent of. Let's just say that. So this book is um, um this is going to be an interesting read uh, for as uh, as long as it will last. Um, also, the the the, uh, the the Rose Gallery that I was talking about has a new trick up their sleeve uh, that is one kind of familiar to uh, mutant uh, kind, let's just say. Anyway, next up, Guardians of the Galaxy number six is the next book for me. As I look it up, bing, bing. There we go. Uh, written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Art by Alex Lenz. Color artist KJ Diaz and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. So we finally get some answers, and it did not take 27, 28 issues to do. Um, there's still some things left unanswered about um, the the how Group Fall came about, but we get a good bit of answer. Well, excuse me, we do get the answers on Group Fall. We don't get one or two side answers on at the very least what happened to one of the members of the uh, of the guardians currently but it might not matter given what happened last issue and what happens um or what seems to be going on at the end of this particular issue uh in fact it may be a call back to the abnet landing uh, version of the the uh, the Guardians in which there may or may not be a changing of the Guardians. We shall see, though. Um, the the but yeah the 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 last couple of pages or the last pages is 
kind of interesting the, to see what uh, what if that's if what is being uh, intimated here is the case. Then huh, interesting. So next up is Loki number four of four. <clears throat> Excuse me. Written by Dan Waters. Art by um, uh, Herman Peralta. Color artist Mike Spicer. And letters by VCs Travis Lanham. So yeah, this is the last issue of this book. And I don't know if we've talked about it before. But Loki has been looking out for pieces of this uh, ship that got accidentally crashed into the world tree um it was an old ship of his which means it was uh designed for nefarious means and the pieces that fell off have been causing mischief uh here and there in the last three issues and in this one also actually uh in this particular case the last piece ended up getting into if you're watching the video version you can see who's who uh who uh who is the wielder of it and one daredevil villain uh, who thinks they're using the book to some effect on Loki, which in a way kind of does coming out of this, but we may or may not have seen a certain return to form for, um, for the once and probably future God of mischief slash lies slash stories. Um, but we shall see. And I guess some of that, now that I think about it, because uh, if you've been reading uh, Scarlet Witch and, well, the last issue of Scarlet Witch and um, Immortal Thor, you have seen where Loki is elsewhere. And I'm going to assume that this book takes place before both of them. Definitely before Immortal Thor number uh well, seemingly before Immortal Thor number one, because they even at the last page of the book, they're like, hey, you want to see what's going on with Loki? Check out Immortal Thor, which he definitely is, uh, plays a part of what's going on there right now. So therein lies that. Uh, next up, excuse me, as I have up, pop, 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 pop. Strange Academy Moon Knight number one is the next book. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Written by Carlos Hernandez, art by Julian Shaw, color artist Edgar Delgado, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. So the, the kids of Strange Academy are trying to find their friends Doyle and Shaley, who's been taken over by this person whose name I can't remember. Um, in there's a whole lot of math magic going on, let's just say, as uh, the, the as uh, Doyle and Shaylee tries to enlist Moonlight's help um, uh, with what the bad guy is doing. Again, they they've been um, they've been possessed, so it's not their fault. Um, but meanwhile, like I said, the rest of the, uh, the the crew, along with Miles Morales, is kind of looking for them. And trying to figure out how to uh, uh, liberate people from this book that people are, that's almost like a phantom zone that people are trapped in. Um, 
uh, thanks to uh, the the adversary that is involved. So I think there's one more book uh, in this um, in this series left, and it's going back into the Spider Corner with Amazing Spider-Man next. Uh, whenever that book drops, so um, yeah, the, it'll all be wrapped up then. These whole this whole one shots, um, you know. Uh, one shot slash event uh, mini event books are, are kind of interesting things but are kind of weird to kind of keep a track of I guess there's another one uh, the, uh, the concept of chaos which is going on in the uh, in Marvel's annuals uh, of which I'm kind of slightly behind on but the, the one that came out this week was the X-Men one and I think there's at least one more that happened so I can still catch up and figure that out but that's going to also have a magic thing going on with um, Agatha Harkness because you know she's got a <laughs> she's got a show coming out so of course but anyway uh, more on that I guess next week but we get into a new number one book another new number one book from this week uh, potential click of the week for uh, for uh, uh, another host, uh, and that is Captain America number one, written by J. Michael Straczynski, uh, with art by Jesus Sayas, color artist Matt, uh, Matt Hollingsworth, and uh, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. So, so yeah. Um, after the events of that whole coal. Um, I can't remember what it's called, Cold Cold War or something, which I still haven't caught up on. That happened. Uh, Steve's kind of back in play, but he's back home in Brooklyn. Um, and he's taking a page from Hawkeye in a way, which it was I, I thought was kind of amusing. Uh, um, because uh, the place that he is, is staying uh, has, um, has had a change, let's just say. And... Um, was going to um there was going to be some some something happened to it until cap kind of stepped in but of course cap's not using his own money for this so you know it, it is what it what it is um well, i guess technically he is and isn't but that's neither here nor there which also brings to question a couple of things that uh that happened in this in in this issue because he pretty much goes to ask for an advance uh and the person he goes to doesn't you wouldn't think have their own money at this point, um, despite formerly having a whole lot of money, but I guess they still do some kind of way. But regardless, this leads into um, a guest appearance by the Fantastic Four, Sue Storm, um, excuse me, uh, Sue Storm Richards, um, who kind of enlists her with uh, uh, Cap's help for th- with the thing, and a whole lot of um, uh, of a singular trip bound down memory lane, which kind of infers something that will infer something, uh, going forward in this book. It's, um, and of course, uh, a set of, um, old cap villain, uh, group of villains, uh, or at least some, some, uh, some folks associated with them, are possibly back in play. There's a call back to uh, U.S. Avengers uh, that's in that's uh that was made in here. I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe some something more than that is going to come out of it, or whatever uh, is going on is just going to be that. But definitely, uh, when it comes to Cap and a group with uh with some initials, 
you know, it's uh, never good. Also, say in my notes, Shades of Hydrocap because of uh, a certain part of the memory kind of kind of feels that way, but I don't think that's the case. And excuse me, I'm sorry for if, if y'all heard that. Um, I just bumped my microphone like a crazy person. Uh, anywho's. But yeah, it seems like there's an adversary, at least as far as I'm concerned, who may be behind things that uh, might be slightly out of Steel's wheelhouse. But we shall see how that plays out. Um, I thought it was an old Fantastic Four villain, but I don't, but I don't think that is the case. Um, and apparently, the next issue, Spider Man's going to come along. So yeah, there's go. There's going. There's a lot of Sp- Spider Man in my notes this week. Uh, next up, though, we're going to take a slight departure from the, uh, the the Marvel Universe, even though I probably shouldn't, with uh, Terra War number six. Uh, let's see, pink. There we go. And this is books written by uh, Saladin Ahmed, with pencils by Dave Acosta, inks by Jay Lyston, colors by uh, Walter Perea, and letters by Sean Lee. So we have not talked about this book much um, <clears throat> uh, because I just got caught up myself. So and uh, there is that. So Terror War is basically about this uh, group of. So there's this group led by this uh, character named Muhammad Cho. Uh, and what this group does is pretty much go around uh, and fight these things called terrors who are born out of people's fears. And this is set in some future, uh, some future time uh, where there is a divide between the, the, the lower class folks where these, with this group, where the uh, Cho's group is kind of situated and the upper class um, folks who are living actually high above the city. Um, but these terrorists uh, have been kind of growing in strength. And uh, what we come to find out uh, from last issue and possibly part of this issue is that things may or may not be what they seem with these terrors, but the crew has to kind of get back to a place to where they can kind of figure this out. Um, they have some help by this. Um, I don't know if she's highborn scientist, but definitely um, um, a scientist about high side who's kind of tagged along with them uh, for reasons uh, to kind of help them out um, uh, with with what's going on and to try to figure out what's going on. Um, but like I said, things have kind of escalated to the point to where well. Uh, the folks in the high class culture, or the, the the powers that be in the high class, uh, the the high side of town, kind of enacted a thing, um, and are using Cho and other folks, other groups like him, uh, I guess as pawns, scapegoats. I don't know what not necessarily scapegoats, but pawns or whatnot. And of course, you know, these folks are down in the dirt. So, or, or doing a thing. It's been a good book so far, though. Um, th- the funniest thing about this book is that there's a one part of a uh, chose group that pretty much sounds like Hank McCoy, um, like uh, X Men animated series version of Hank McCoy. So it's uh, it's kind of musing. I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that was intentional, but it definitely is. 
But uh, nevertheless, like I said, uh, the crew and this doctor who is called Doctora Z are um, kind of in in the midst of a thing right now. So what what happens? Uh, what will they get out of this? Who's to say? We'll find out next issue. But it's been good so far, and you know, Saladin Ahmed has this and another um, non Marvel book that I kind of want to check out, um, and I hope to soon. Next up, we go back into <clears throat> the the Marvel section, but on the Star Wars side with. And you have to forgive me because I don't normally do this much talking. Uh, so this is this might go real bad real quick at some point. So I'm trying to also the other reason why I'm trying to keep this quick. Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter number thirty-eight. I've not been keeping up with this book, but I know this book came out of um, I can't remember what event that came out, but and I thought that was this was this book was going to end at some point, but apparently not. Um, uh, so go to figure, but uh, Star Wars Boundary Hunters is being written by Ethan Sachs with art by David Tinto, uh, colors by Arif Prianto and letters by Travis, uh, VCs Travis Lanham. So this is a tie in with uh, the Dark Droids event that's going on in the Star Wars uh, universe. Um, and I had to, at the very least, le- read the last book to kind of catch up uh, to see what what their part, what the bounty hunter's part in this. So, the I guess he was and probably is still the main character of this book. It's called Valance. He's a cyborg in the Star Wars universe. Um, he's got a crew made of um, some other bounty hunters. Uh, but something happened to him uh, to where his, I guess, his, his, his cyborg part is being messed up. Not unlike what's going on with Lobot. Uh, well, actually, I take it back. It is slightly different to what's going on in Lobot in the main stories book. But nevertheless, something with his uh, CPU got messed up, so they've been trying. So his crew's been trying to get him some help. They end up in this uh, place where, <clears throat> excuse me, where there is a free droid cult kind of floating around. Um, in addition to what's going on, on on the other side of this dark droids thing. Um, but it seems as though uh, at some point this this free droid cult uh, has been infiltrated and taken over by the um, the uh, the person behind the dark droids thing, who's just pretty much spreading like a virus. Um, so that's kind of a thing that's going on, and the in this issue. We get shades of Clone Wars in that uh, there's a reference to if you're watching the the video version of, of this uh, uh, show, uh, General Grievous uh, apparently had a run in with these uh, this this droid cult back in the past during the Clone Wars, which is also I guess possibly inferring something about the story here um, about where where there is where they are concerned in this whole dark droids thing. Um, but you know, some things happen. Uh, like I said, um, uh, Valance's crew trying to help them out, kind of get caught in the situation, including what's going on with, uh, Valance himself, because, uh, someone's trying to basically wipe Valance and use them for their own purposes. Uh, who just so happens to be at this place. 
where they went to get him help. So therein lies that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and uh, the tie-in, uh, the other tie-in to do to this is a new number one in the Star Wars universe. Uh, one I've been kind of looking forward to reading, and that's Star Wars uh, D Squad. Is is a Dark Droids tie-in? So I was going to say the Dark Droids part, but I didn't necessarily have to. Uh, it's written by Mark Guggenheim um, for the whole thing, and there's two stories. Uh, the art for the first story, the main story, is uh, by uh, Salvin Espin, and the art, I'm mean, excuse me, the color artist is Israel Silva. The art on the second backup story is by David Messina, and the color artist is Brian Valenza on that one, and letters for the whole thing is VC's Joe Sabino. Um, so this takes place after Star Wars, I can't remember, probably 36, 37, something like that, when C-3PO, who got taken over by whatever this uh, dark droid virus is going on, um, who's taking over droids, uh, took over CPU, C-3PO uh, and made him throw, um, throw R2 out of Home 1 uh, without his... Um, without his scanner so he couldn't call for help so the start of this book is pretty much uh, R2 trying to uh, basically rescue himself which you know R2 is resourceful and he finds a way to do it even though uh, as we come to find out and we still don't have as far as I remember no confirmation of when this happened he doesn't have his jets because this takes place uh, during the time uh, after Empire Strikes Back so the current, current timeline in the Star Wars um, books, uh, or Marvel books, I should say. Um, so as fate would have it, he ends up uh, coming across not one, but two um, uh, other uh, droids of which. Now, if you don't know, during the Clone Wars, R2 and a few other droids... Um, were made into a squad, which which this is basically where it's coming from. Um, and one of the droids just so happened to be um, kind of still around, and uh, you know, and and R comes across R two. Um, so you know, this droid gets involved. Another droid that uh, folks may know of from Star Wars Rebels, which the Halo's face this is the only one that you know and care about. Chopper also is in the mix. If you're watching the video version, you can see the cover there. Um, who also shows up in this begrudgingly. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, not necessarily tasked and in, in, in on the squad, but is there right now. So, you know, I think this is a four issue book, which I forgot to put that in my notes. So, you know, there's not going to be too much to this, but it's seemingly them starting to come together. R2 pretty much doing R2 and trying to save his friend. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, and, uh, basically inadvertently getting the band back together, uh, in the process of this. So, um, and that's the main story. Oh, they do. R2 gets a kind of a tip from Chopper, uh, thinking it's about C3PO, but it ends up being about another protocol droid 
that if you have uh, been keeping up with uh, Star Wars books and been reading Dr. Aphra uh, in the beginning, you pretty much know who that is. So that's uh, going to be an interesting meeting, re-meeting. I can't remember if they've met before. I don't know. But the, um, the backup story has to do with the leader of this free droid cult and um, pretty much leads into, weirdly enough, Dark Droids number one, which has been out for a couple of weeks, uh, almost a month at this point, because Dark Droids 2, um, I think is has come out, and I think I've talked about it already, actually. Yeah, because in the past couple of weeks. So that story pretty much takes place and leads into Dark Droids number uh, Dark Droids number one, which at the the back of all of these Dark Droid tie-ins, there is a checklist of the uh, reading order of this. So, you know, if you do happen to come across it, you can check that out for yourself. But this book, Bush must book must have been kind of pushed for a reason or two, because like I said, this for that reason should have come out before Dark Droid number one. But for whatever reason, it's out now. And like I said, Dark Droid two has come out in like the last week or two. So. <clears throat> there is that. Um, next book is uh, Uncanny X-Men. Excuse me. I'm sorry. That's not right. Uh, Uncanny Avengers. Uh, number two of five, according to what I have here, to which I need to... Uh, uh, Make sure to put that down. There we go. Uh, so yeah, the Unity Squad is back. Uh, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Javier Garon, color artist Murray Hollowell, and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. So yeah, after the events of the first issue, in where uh, Cap and the the newly formed the newly reformed Unity Squad uh, end up going up against. Captain Krakoa and some mutants that are following him. Um, um, uh, this new Captain Krakoa, who we think we know who that is, or at least I have had a theory of who that is, but a court, but um, this issue may have uh, put some doubt in my mind on who that is. And in fact, um, may have also told us, who this new Captain Captain Krakoa is, and it's not Cyclops, and it's not even a mutant. Put it that way. Um, I had a theory that I presented to Agent Seventy when we talked about this first book, and he kind of agreed with me. And I don't know if he if he's read this book yet, but I think he might have seen the same thing from this than I have. And it's probably not who we thought it is, but someone similar to someone that we who we thought it was. So. I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised, but if that person was forefront in mind, but you know, but there wasn't. So, um, <clears throat> but the other thing that happens in this book is like, um, there was the whole fight with uh, Captain Krakoa and crew. Cap kind of gets hurt, but ends up um, um, being more like his uh, his uh, former slash best friend uh, in a, in a thing, and also kind of like Thor from that one run of Thor, if y'all remember correctly. I'm not telling you which one, because that kind of infers what happens. Um, Also, now that I think about it, um, there might be two, there might have been two allusions to who this 
uh, new Captain Krakoa is, one directly and one indirectly, um, as the as um, and I didn't think about this while I was reading this, but now it makes more sense because Captain Krakoa and his crew kind of ends up doing something uh, that Orcas. Um, Orcas didn't know about because this crew is working for Orcas. Um, kind of went off script, let's just say, uh, for reasons no one knows at this point. But now that I think about it, may have like the inferred who is uh, who has the thing on. Someone gets to see who uh, who is under uh, under the battle suit, and it was none other than the um, one of the, the Strucker twins, let's just say. Um, uh, who doesn't seem surprised by this, I guess. (laughs) So whenever, um, I guess the audience will be, uh, let in on this. Who knows? We'll see how long they're trying to tease this out. But like I said, I, as sure as I was for who I thought it was in the first place, um, I'm fairly equally as sure who it is now, given what was laid out in this, in this issue. So, um, but yeah, it seems like there may be a change in the leadership of the unity squad. Uh, this, the, the cover kind of suggests this thing doesn't quite happen that way, but, um, uh, something suggested Deadpool kind of takes out for, for cap, which is feels weird, but I get why he's, why he's doing that given that whole secret empire, uh, situation or from that, I guess. Uh, and also, Cap calls in the service of um, the this is a, the someone aligned and owner of uh, the Daily the Daily Bugle. Uh, you know, being an upright person because you know you got to get the got to get it out there. The people got to know. People got to know the truth. So, which also uh, leads into a, a, a call back to uh, another event from another from uh, another character's book who has nothing to do with this, just to say it with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, good read. Uh, check it out if you're interested in this. Um, and the last book I'm going too far is Amazing Spider-Man number 34, written by Zeb Wells, art by Patrick Gleason, color artist Marcio Meniz, and uh, my apologies if you hear that background noise of people, yeah. Uh, in their cars. Uh, letters by VCs Joe Caramania. So, as we found out, Peter is under the uh, influence of the Goblin Sins or whatever the heck th- that whole thing is about. Uh, Norman's uh, basically out there trying to turn warning folks, but also trying to talk to Peter. And on the other side of trying to talk Peter down, which doesn't quite go that well. But this whole thing starts off with uh, a conversation uh, that has to do with uh, the attempted um, the the uh, the uh, the attempted taking out of one tomb Lonnie tombstone. Uh, I was about to call him Lonnie Liston. basically tombstone. I can't remember his last name. Um, um, and of course the marriage uh, or well the interrupted marriage of tombstone's daughter janice who's now the new beetle and robbie robertson's son whose name i also can't remember at this point 
Um, cause I, he's Robert, Robbie Robertson's son. That's pretty much that. Um, but that conversation gets interrupted by, um, an attempt on Tombstone's life, put it that way. And I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but I was, but, uh, the perpetrator, yeah, is, uh, someone you know, well, let's put it this way. Um, and on the other side of that, um, uh, Craven's the hunter's son is getting a taste of uh, Craven's last hunt, thanks to Spider-Man, um, and it's all coming, all pretty much kind of coming together because near the end of this uh, book, uh, some things kind of come together and leading into because I think this is the penultimate of this arc, the penultimate issue of this arc, and what's going to happen next issue. Um, we pretty much already know what's going to happen. Let's put it that way. Because it, it is, it seems to be an inevitable, just like what happens, uh, potentially happens in Loki number four. Oh, four. And with that folks, that, um, is it for me? We're going to get into the clicks of the week, which actually, I don't know if I have the sound effect. Uh, for, oh, and I do have this. So maybe I'll put that under under where it's supposed to, to be. Um, there we go. Clicks of the week. I'm sorry if that was that was really loud, but it probably won't be in post. So we did get one. At least I got one from uh, Agent Seventy. Uh, who could not be here and his click probably not even surprising uh, is Captain America number one because um, he said he did have a chance to read that uh, while he was busy and uh, man, like I said it was a good read I, I, I have to admit I had not been keeping up with the whole Cold War stuff but um, yeah that was a fairly decent oh okay Um, and we also got, well, I guess we technically got one from dirt as well, which I will have to put in the book. And I've been actually meant to read this as well. Cause I'm very curious about this in a way. Um, and that book is, pardon me a moment, predator versus Wolverine. Number one, um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not sure how many issues there is, but nevertheless, yes. So, as was bound to happen, Wolverine uh, and the Predator square up. Uh, And I'm sure it won't be too long, as I've said before, to where aliens are going to be... (laughs) There's going to be an AVP situation going on. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to say there's a couple of interesting uh variant covers to this as well to which i guess i could uh do but i'm not so maybe one might show up in the um in the thumbnail for the video version so yeah those are clicks for eight to seventy and dirt for myself oh uh dirt said uh he didn't have the chance to read much but uh 
that Predators versus Aliens book is is fun, and he got the variant, which I guess now we'll have to put the variant uh, in there because it's a variant that uh, calls back to a a classic um, Wolverine slash X book. Uh, there we go. Actually, there is another one. So. Uh, another variant cover that is pretty much the opposite of this, and I guess I'll go ahead and put th- that one in here too if you're watching the video version. And that's this. So if you're not watching the video version, the variant cover that's up on the screen is Wolverine with the claws out, and uh, and um, uh, you see the the image of the uh, the predator in the claws image uh, in in the claws. Which has always been a weird, uh, a weird cover for me for reasons I won't go into, but um, but now his this other variant cover, which is the Predator, um, with with its claws out and in the same fashion as uh, Wolverine, with Wolverine in uh, showing up in the the mirror, uh, in in the Blades uh, mirror image, so that's pretty cool. Those are both pretty cool. Uh, there's a few more, but like I said, we want to get into all of that. Um, for myself, quickly, I did say I had a couple of. Um, it's like as you as you can see, I've read a lot of books this week, so um, it's it's been interesting. I don't normally read this many books, and sometimes I don't really talk about um, as many books. Uh, uh, even if I have read some of them, because we, we try to kind of keep it down to a, a low roar. But since it's just me here, I can do what I want. Um, but potentially, uh, the, the Green Lantern War Zone was a was a was a potential click. Uh, Cap Number One also, and Uncanny Spider Man definitely um, was one. One Woman actually Number One was a. a uh, was a was a pretty good one. I feel like Tom King's putting that CIA. Well, I was gonna say he's putting that CIA um, knowledge to work, but he's also just pretty much ripping stuff from the headlines and using that in the story. So that's not you know, because yeah, how that book plays out, you you've definitely seen and or heard of things happening uh, similarly in the past, fairly recently, sadly. But uh, excuse me, as I as I. Uh, sip some liquid here. I think I'm going to go with. It's kind of tough because even up until the time of recording, I was like, "Well, man, what am I going to do?" Because it's like there was some good stuff, but it was like, you know, just a block of stuff. Speaking of block of stuff, um, I think it was either Star Wars D Squad or um, actually, I think I have it in my notes. Let me see. Yeah, Star Wars D Squad um, apparently has a planet named Lego in the, that is now canon in the because these books or these Star Wars books books are canon, not Legos, but Lego, spelled L E G O. So I'm sitting here like so Lego singular, which I guess Legos is still the singular of Lego. Legos um, is now canon in the Star Wars universe. Which is weird. I don't know. Maybe it comes from something in the, the, the some, something uh, in the past that I don't know about. But that seems awfully funny to me. But anyway, 
Strange Academy of Moon Knight number one was also pretty good because math magic is never never going to be not funny to me. I don't know why. Guardians was also pretty good because, like I said, we 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 got some answers from that, and also questions from that coming out of that book. But I think just to kind of keep this keep this pushing, I'm going to go with. Actually, I'll do this. Yeah. Uncanny Spider-Man number one. Uh, And you might also see uh, another callback to this book in the title of this here um, episode. So that's going to be amusing. And with that, we're going to go into uh, the news. But first, an ad reading. Boy, do I wish I had um, those these ads canned. So that I wouldn't have to read them and give my voice a, a rest. But <clears throat> Wink is a wine is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rose to Cabernet to Torrente's, Wink has over one hundred styles of wine to discover. Ever tried an orange wine? And I'm just going to say no, I haven't, but I'm still looking to at some point if that's still a thing. Uh anyway. Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your tastes. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel any time. And I can attest to that because I remember one time way long ago, we ended up uh, doing said thing. Uh, Wink Wines. <coughs> Oops, sorry. Shoot. Uh, Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today. Yeah, I got some chopping up to do. That's the wrong one. There we go. See, this is the the, the this is doing it by yourself. This it's amusing. Not that I haven't done it before, but hey. Anyway, and now we get to the news. And we start off with the cinematic news as we tend to do. Uh, see, well, apparently Doom Patrol's uh, final episodes have uh, a premiere date. And, well, and for the rest of season four. And that date is sometime in October from this article. Um, yeah, see, when Doom Patrol returns in October, it'll be for its final episodes. It was announced earlier this year that the series, along with Titans, would be ending uh, after their current fourth seasons. Um, but while Doom Patrol is ending, series star Jovian Wade says, I believe that's the, the uh, character who plays, that's the person who plays uh, Cyborg, actually, that the series will have a full circle ending that will leave fans satisfied. So cool. Um, yeah, it doesn't say when in October, just sometime in October, uh, is when the last bit of doom patrol is coming. Watchmen creator, Alan Moore asked DC to send his film and TV royalties to black lives matter. I saw this on Twitter and was like, all right, get yours. Our recent movies don't stand by their original principles. Or, or I guess that is a quote from him. Um, it's, 
it is revealed was revealed by the Telegraph in England that he is no longer accepting royalty checks from DC Comics for films for films and television series based on his works. He has asked the company to instead reroute these checks to Black Lives Matter. Uh, the Telegraph asked more if reports were true about him taking all of the money he makes from film and TV's series and dividing it amongst the writers and other creatives. To which the answer answered, "I no longer wish." It's to even be shared with them. I don't really feel with recent films that they have stood by what I assumed were the original principles. So I asked for DC Comics to send all of the money from any future uh, TV series or films to Black Lives Matter. Um, Moore added that he is not interested in money and lives a quiet life in Norm Hampshire, uh, England. And he's been very vocal in the past, this is true, uh, about uh, not agreeing with uh, adaptations of his work and he's been highly critical of uh, contemporary superhero movies. So, yeah, and this this article goes on from there, but I will not. Uh, next up, <clears throat> Loki Season 2 will now premiere on Thursday nights. This is what I was alluding to earlier. So, as uh, folks may know, this show, uh, Comic Book Chronicles, records on Thursday nights. And um, we would usually try to record, start recording about 9.30. Well, Loki Season 2 is going to um, premiere on October 5th, as we already know, uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific, which is 9 p.m. Eastern. So we have been, well, it's been debated that we we can probably um, record after the show. Which is viable because, but I, I kind of would hate to do it. But at the same time, the way these shows have been going, now that I'm thinking about it, I doubt if the shows more than 30, 40 minutes. And a lot of times lately we have been um, recording later than that, which for reasons that, you know, won't get into for reasons. Um, like I, said, I still kind of hate to do that, but at the same time, you know what? That's probably the viable. We still wouldn't be able to talk about it spoiler fashion, but we weren't going to do that anyway. So, um, yeah. So, and actually, and that's uh, in two weeks. So, yeah, we definitely will be talking about it then, but whether we do it that night or the night afterwards, which now that I think about it, yeah, we we kind of have to do it that night um, and just watch the show and do it because that would put us a little farther behind and it's, it'd be weird. Um, doable, but weird. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, next up though, <clears throat> who just added his first ever Marvel, Marvel studios, uh, special. And that special is the werewolf by nights, uh, special that's, uh, from last year, just in time for Halloween. So, but, Unfortunately, uh, said special will be leaving Hulu on on Halloween, actually, according to this article. So, yeah, uh, the special can be streamed now as of this recording, uh, but it's going to be available until October 31st, which is Halloween. So before it goes back to being exclusive on Disney Plus, according to this. So, hey, if you didn't get a chance to watch it on Disney Plus and you have Hulu for some reason... Hey, there you go. It wasn't it wasn't bad, I, I would say. Um so yeah. Uh next up. <clears throat> so we talked about the very short treks uh Star Wars um uh uh 
little animations, uh, little, little little cartoon shorts that are that have been coming out or that were to be coming out. Apparently, there are three of them now with this with this one that is out that I'm about to talk about now, which has to do with uh, Crusher uh, and Riker. Um, in a short called Worst Contact, uh, as this article says, we are reminded first contacts, uh, like first dates, can be awkward. And apparently, according to the Star Trek.com article, there is a tie in uh, book to these very short treks, uh, which I did not know about, but apparently, this is on their sites that, that is on their site. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, that can be checked out in the uh, show notes. Um, I have not watched this particular sh- short, uh, but I have watched like the first one, which, you know, they basically took the style of uh, Star Trek, the animated series um, and kind of, you know, making new shorts out of that particular style. The, mm, the one that I saw, I can't say that it pretty much landed for me. It was amusing at first, but it felt like an SNL skit that of that that, that would have done the sim- similar thing and probably has done a similar thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I have to check out the this particular short and the next one to to see if those are any better. But um, this was all done in celebration for uh, Star Trek: The Animated Series' anniversary, which was what thirty years. Uh, yeah, it's, it's basically a tribute to Star Trek, the animated uh, series, um, which I think also just celebrated uh, an anniversary of which I can't remember. So I I will probably end up going back to watching the, the animated series because, yeah, I, I remember watching that when I was little and um, you know, a, a couple of times since then, but not the whole thing. I'm pretty much already on uh, doing a... Enterprise run going into uh, Discovery and uh, uh, Strange New Worlds, so and I just started on season two of that uh, with uh, season two of uh, Enterprise and boy that is a show, um, yeah. I'm also going to say it's probably not canon, but it is. But it's <laughs> there's a reason why I can say it's probably not canon. But we're going to push on. Uh, new photos from the Toxic Adventure remake. Uh, and details on Elijah Woods' uh, Penguin-inspired character. You can see said character uh, if you're watching the video version. Yeah, it kind of does look like the Penguin. I can see it. But uh, they're remaking the Toxic Adventure, um, I, I guess, again. Uh, Peter Dinklage, I don't know if we've reported that, but Peter Dinklage is playing Toxie this time around. Uh, and uh, Kevin Bacon is in it, along with... Um, Elijah Wood. So, yeah. Um, take that for what, it, for what you will, um, folks. I'm not sure when this is coming out, but that is a, that is a thing. Uh, next up, though, some news from the Triple X corner and not the adult section, you filthy. Get your minds out of the gutter. The film franchise, Triple X, starring v- Vin Diesel, well, Sometimes starring Vin Diesel because that second one was Ice Cube. Anywho, uh, apparently there is a fourth Triple uh, X movie that is still in development. Um, but according to Deadline, um, there's a new new company called H Collective that is launching a new. Oh, excuse me, the H Collective is 
uh, launching a new company called H3 Entertainment, which looks to integrate Metaverse, Web3, and AI into a lineup of movies. Oh, dear God. Um, they also revealed that they're working on a sequel to Brightburn and the aforementioned XXX4 that is uh, in some form of a development, according to this article. It says that uh, according to the deadline article, the company slate has also included, a, yeah, da, 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 but there's no updates on the project progress of that triple uh, trip of triple X four. Um, also, I've seen reviews for the Continental, which has nothing to do with triple X, uh, the the Peacock show, and um, by a personal account, someone said that the. Um, that's uh first season of uh of uh twisted metal was amusing but i don't know uh, <laughs> i don't know how well much i trust their, their their judgment on that so we'll see but yeah there may or may not be another triple x movie it's out there in limbo somewhere um now we're going to go into the anime corner uh, with There we go. I always got to keep one on the back burner. New Burn the Witch anime is announced. So if you don't know about Burn the Witch, it is, and I can't say that I know a whole, whole lot about it, but Burn the Witch um, a few years ago had like a three, um, three episode uh, um, anime. I, I guess you would almost call that an OVA at, the, at that point, but I don't, I don't think they they do call it that, but Burn the Witch is supposedly set in the world of Bleach. I have not watched enough Bleach to know where or how that that fits in. Um, so I have not watched Burn the Witch. I am still um, in catch up mode uh, for for Bleach and Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, which there is not really too many places to um, to check that out. But unless you have a you know um, subscription to Hulu or Disney Plus in other areas, so and or a way to get to other, other other areas, I guess. But that, anyway, um, Studio Colorido and Team Yamahitsuji will be returning as well to the to animate the adventures of Noel and Nini, which I guess are the uh, main characters of Burned Witch, the original voice actors for the witches, uh, Yuna Yamada and uh, Samitano, will also be returning to the series, uh, which is going to be called Burned the Witch uh, point eight, number point eight, I guess. Uh, the project has yet to reveal when the release date is going to be for this beat side story. So, Look out for that. And I kind of wish Agent 70 was here, but I'm sure he may or may not already know about this. Haikyuu Finale promises to drop anime updates soon. So, um, uh, an update from Shonen Jump um, <clears throat> has uh, featured uh, a promo for the Haikyuu Final Movie Part 1. Uh, and it says here that it turns out that the anime has a special stage plan for Japan, uh, for in Japan, for I don't know why I put the emphasis where I did on September 24th. I believe we've talked about that previously. Uh, that is the fan thing where people were some fans made. Well, I guess the crowd is going to be, um, animated into, uh, the Haikyuu movies, uh, that are coming. So 
But uh, yeah, let's see. The two-part movie will kick off with decisive battle at the garbage dump. The movie project was announced back in August 2022, and studio uh, production IG has been hard work since the film, according to this article. Uh, of course, uh, COVID uh, nineteen set them back, and they, being that this is a Japanese production, has has no um, has nothing to do with the current strikes, the ongoing strikes going on here in the U.S. Uh, although, I guess when it comes to um, the the localization of it, that w- will probably be slightly different. Although I know voice actors have a, a different um, a different contract from SAG uh, from SAG after stuff. So, and I think actually, well, there's some stuff going on in the video game front that uh, that might um, uh, affect that also. So we shall we'll just see how that's playing out because I know that's been a thing that's uh, been bubbling up recently. Uh, next up, though, Blade of the Moon Princess. Oh, so the Spike family creator. Uh, made another manga called Blue Blade of the Moon Princes, and apparently, uh, uh, is not out yet. Actually, so I guess it's been getting hyped up before it even came out. But the, the folks over at Screen Ramp apparently has a review of it. Um, oh wait, no, it says here Viz Media has published the first volume of Blade of the Moon Princes in English. Um, the pattern of Tatsuo Endo having strong women in action roles continues in this work. And as Princess Kaguya Takenuchi prepares to take the throne of the Silver Court of the Moon. Um, whatever that means. But um, since the story becomes an action packed adventure about growing up and becoming an impressive leader and imbues classic elements with uh, futuristic aspects and an enjoyable and intriguing combination according to this article. If you are watching the video version, you can see uh, the cover for the manga there. And I would assume... uh, I would assume that this is probably on the Shonen Jump app um, or will be... Uh, given that they've already published the first volume, so I assume that is the case. And no, neither one of uh, Agent 70 or I uh, have um, bought into the Shonen Jump uh, app just yet. But creeping ever so slowly into doing so, not a sponsor, just just uh, just saying. Speaking of Spy Family, uh, the Spy Family game that is coming to the Switch next year, um, I saw this during the Nintendo Direct uh, recently, and uh, that's probably the only surprise that was um, coming out of that Direct, but that's a whole other situation for a whole other podcast of which I am not currently doing. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so this new video game is centered around Anya, the, the young, the precocious uh, kid of uh, Spy Family. And uh, uh, this is called uh, Spy Anya Operation Memories. It's a life simulator that allows players to assume the role of Anya Forger and experience her life both at home and as a student at Eden Academy. Uh, tasked with uh, completing a photo diary, uh, which I guess there's some fo- Pokemon Snap type situation going on here. Uh, players must complete activities at school on weekdays while weekends are reserved for quality time with Lloyd, Yor, and Bond. Um, 
the the Nintendo Direct showcased uh, several different locales for that the family can visit, including beaches, museums, and aquariums. The game is scheduled for release sometime next year. So, that's fun. Um, may check that out. We'll see when that when that uh, when that happens. Um, there. Oh wait, I'm sorry. This is the new Shonen Jump series that has been uh, hyped up even before it's released, and it is called. Uh, Kakurubachi by Takaru Haka, uh, Hakazono and uh, it's joining the Shonen Jump lineup and I guess this is a part of that new wave thing uh, that we've been talking about I'm not sure, yes, it, it is confirmed in this article um, uh, and I guess that next wave, not to be confused with Marvel's uh, next wave, uh, which you should read because it's very good um but, and I apologize for saying um so much, but hey, it is what it is. There are three chosen, and uh, the, the aforementioned manga has, is one of them. Um, apparently, you can read, uh, read it here. Well, you can read it on Shonen Jump for free, I guess, at its official source. Uh, if you want to check that out, I'm trying to see where, what is, what is this thing about? Uh, it doesn't release. Oh, here we go. Um, a former swordsmith apprentice embarks on a bloodthirsty path against a gang of sorcerers who have taken over the city. That's pretty much what we got. So, Already, I'm kind of interested. Interested. Uh, this article kind of goes on to um, say what the character, the main character, is like and whatnot. But you, I'll let you folks, uh, you know, find that out for yourselves if you want to read that article, or whatnot. Now we're getting over into the. Well, I guess we're transitioning from the on anime manga corner into uh, the comic book uh, section with. Nope, not that one. Sorry. Mm-mm. There we go. And a little bit of this. All right. New Star Wars Visions comic explores the Ronin's Sith origins. So this is, uh, if that wasn't any indication to you, um, there's going to be a book based off of one of the story. Well, based off of Star Wars Visions, the... Um, the animated series that was um, anime slash that was anime inspired that came out that is uh, uh, still out there on uh, on Disney Plus, and season two is actually out there, <clears throat> and I still haven't watched them all. Now that I think about it, uh, this particular uh, I guess book, um, yeah. So that the so the first episode of Star Wars Vision was uh, was called the the duel and it had to do with a with a Ronin who may have had some Sith leanings in the past or whatnot and this book is going to uh, get into the origins of uh, of that character and that's going to be this November so if you enjoyed that particular um, and it's written by the the writer of uh, that uh, that Star Wars Vision is short, so 
Uh, so there you go. Uh, look out for that in November. Next up, um, yeah, have first details on Dark Horse's Star Wars: The High Republic Adventures Phase Three. So yeah, the um, the High Republic stuff has I guess has started in Phase Three at this point, or is going to be starting. in. I'm still getting catch up on Phases One and Two. So yeah, <clears throat> but anyway. Uh, let's see, Star Wars, The High Republic Adventures, um, which is Dark Horse's ongoing series set during the High Republic, um, it's going to, Phase 3 is going to arrive at, on, uh, December 6th, from the original series writer Daniel Jose Alder, with interior art and cover by Harvey Tolibau, and cover by, uh, Michael Itiu. <clears throat> Um, the, the issue will also feature a variant cover by Suresh Barazish. So, yeah. Uh, I have not really been keeping up with that uh, particular book, but I've kind of skimmed a couple of them. So, uh, cool stuff. Uh, now, let's see. In comic book news proper, The Legendary Hulk's uh, Dark Secret reveals why Reed Richards created him. So... This is the spoilers for Ultimate Invasion number three. I won't go too far into that because I can't remember if I actually read it or not. I think I did, but I don't remember. Um, Chalked it up to remember and reading a hell of a lot of books, folks. But uh, the maker pretty much remade the Ultimate Universe and there's more Ultimate Universe news to, to come. But he basically made this Hulk who's like a cult leader. Um, it, is, it is still Bruce Banner. Um... Uh, but uh, I guess uh, Ultimate Invasion 3 uh, explains. Oh, and, and Ultimate Invasion, the, the miniseries, pretty much kind of has a whole bunch of uh, the world's lasers, of which this Hulk is one of them, kind of. Uh, actually, I did read this, yes, because this was the one Howard Stark uh, kind of met this uh, group and found out what was going on in the world's Illuminati. <clears throat> Uh, so there was that, but it, like outside of that, I don't remember too much about the book. So I did read it. I did not think about it, but yeah. Next up, Louise Simonson and June, June Brigman reunite for Power Pack's milestone 40th anniversary. So this January, a new Power Pack story, uh, adventure set during the early days in Power Pack into the storm. That is that I know somewhere, um, Matt Wayne 97 is cheering his heart out. Uh, this is going to be a five issue retro series, which I guess that's what we're calling those now. The, these retro series are pretty much new stories that are pretty much, um, inserts from a time and a place, uh, in the past in the history of, uh, the, I guess the Marvel universe or at, in at large, whatever the in comic book history. So, But hey, retro series. There we go. Um, if I remember that, I guess I guess we'll call them from now on. Uh, the new series will capture the same spirit, uh, I guess, uh, as the original group. I mean, as the original series, as the group faces a cosmic threat tied to one of their fiercest foes. Um, up against the factions of the Snark, the Brood, and more, it's a mission with enormous stakes that threatens the very stability of the com- cosmos. So, 
and it looks like it'll be Power Pack and um, Franklin, Franklin Richard, who was a member of Power Pack, and of course the X Men, because uh, they have associations with them. So uh, there is the cover for uh, the first issue. And like I said, the, the first issue will be on sale according to this, um, January 24th. So shout out to Weezy Simonson. Um, Meet the new Moon Knight who will replace Mark Spector. So this is coming off of that uh, Death of Moon Knight uh, story that is, I guess, still going on at this point, which I still need to catch up on that. Um, Jed McKay is setting up to kill Mark Spector or yes, sure. Um, uh, in uh, Moon Knight 30, that's, I guess, spoilers, but not really, because they've been talking about this for, we've been talking about this for, like, a good month or so. But apparently there's someone new, uh, and it's not uh, Hunter's Moon, uh, apparently, who is, uh, who is the other Moon Knight-adjacent uh, character. Um, but they will still be around, uh, it seems. So... It says here, in the wake of Mark's death, his midnight mission will remain, but Kanshu will crown a, quote, deadlier lunar legionnaire for the dark times ahead. Um, yeah, I'm uh, probably going to end up trying to catch up with this uh, this book because I was reading it, but I think I, got, I for some reason fell off at the, the 25th issue or didn't have a chance to read, read the 25th issue. But... Nevertheless, uh, the next few issues are going to um, run headlong into uh, the death of Moon Knight. Uh, Artist Greg Capullo marks the death and rebirth of Moon Knight, (laughs) speaking of, with new variant covers. So we knew that Greg Capullo was going to be doing some Marvel work. And if you did not know, uh, I would say probably famously, um, Capullo has done some work for the distinguished composition with a certain bat, um, man. So dude has a, the dude probably has a, a, a little experience drawing, uh, brooding dudes in capes. So, you know, just saying, but, uh, if you're watching the video version, you can see one of Capullo's covers, uh, right now uh, actually there's a couple so good stuff I, I like Capullo's art but I never really read uh, uh, Batman like that so um, but nevertheless Vengeance of the Brune Knight number one that's what these covers are for which are going to go on sale January the 3rd uh, and Moon Knight 30 uh, is going on sale December 13th which is going to be the last um, uh, the last book in this the current series so, look out for those. Uh, Spider-Man declares war against his greatest supervillains in gang war. So, we, we've kind of talked about this before. We knew there was uh, this gang war thing happening again. In this page, this pages of Spider-Man and the current stuff has been, uh, including the attempted uh, uh, assassination of Tombstone, has been a part of that uh, and setting that stuff up. But um, it says... Um, yeah, this is like, like this article says, it spins out of what's going on currently in Amazing. Um, and apparently, yeah, Peter's going to be on the warpath. And I doubt is in his current form and what's going on with him as of this particular um, 
um, issue of Amazing that came out right now. But if you're watching the video version, again, you can see the folks that will be along for the ride, including one barb-fisted uh, She-Hulk, which, all right, sure. <laughs> but uh, uh, Elektra, Daredevil, um, Miles Morales, and Spider-One mode, of course, of which we know uh, is going to be a part of this. And Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is also part of this, but he's not on this cover. So, Um, Luke Cage, Mary Jane is also going to be a part of this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, this is going to be a thing that's going to be going through um, a couple of new uh, books, including a new book, uh, um, excuse me, a a new miniseries with Luke Cage. Here's the... the, um, the, the cover for that right there. Miles Morales is going to get a piece of that. And, of course, Amazing. Uh, and uh, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, uh, which is going to be the miniseries for Shang-Chi. Um, wait. Yeah, there's a new Spider-Woman book. Is Wait, is She-Hulk getting over? I know She-Hulk is definitely getting a book. Um, but I don't know if her book is going to doesn't look like it here it doesn't look to be crossing over doesn't look to be of affected by this unless let's look at the checklist shall we uh nope 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 just just daredevil mouse spidey uh luke cage and shang chi so yeah but apparently she's still involved though so uh, she hulk is involved so there you go uh, hopefully she won't have the, a similar fate as um, uh, Kamala. But anyway. <clears throat> oh, geez, man. Uh, seasons of... The, the seasons change for Wanda Maximoff in Scarlet Witch number 10. So there's some new artwork from Scarlet Witch number 10 in which, uh, I guess, is going to put our headlong into the um, sights of the new character, Hexfinder, who's kind of been in the, in the behind-the-scenes... Um, slowly coming after Wanda. And uh, I guess, yeah, we will see that uh, November um, as as to how that plays out. Um, uh, Marvel announces the reservation of Magneto for uh, New York Comic Con 2023. Uh, This came out of a panel that uh, AIPT had uh, along with a couple of other articles that that are coming up. Um... And I guess solicits, I should wait. I need to pull that right there. Thank you very much. There we go. So, yeah, um, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but also this kind of is a surprise because um, Magneto is no longer uh, around. And from what I remember, did not want uh, pretty much had his... um, his backups deleted. So how are they going to bring him back? I do not know. But also, there is a clone of Magneto running around in the pages of Scarlet Witch, so... Connection? Maybe, maybe not. We shall see. Uh, but yeah, then uh, there's going to be more at the next big thing panel at um, New York Comic Con, so... We'll let y'all know what we find out when that happens. Uh, the original five X-Men are called upon for an all new multiversal mention mission, excuse me, in original X-Men number one. And that's going to happen this December 
uh, during um, well, continuing the X Men 60th anniversary. It's going to be like said, an original X Men adventure written by Christoph Gage and Agent 70's favorite and, and Dirt's favorite uh, Greg Land doing the uh, doing the art. <laughs> I love how this article, this, this Marvel article says two X Men titles: Christoph Gage and the artist Greg Land. Which yeah, Christoph Gage is you know sure. So and well, I mean you know some people don't like Land's art for for reasons and I kind of get it, but hey. Um, so here is the cover for that. It kind of harkens back to the, the, that, uh, that, uh, classic X-Men, uh, style. Doesn't look bad. That's a Ryan Stegman cover. So I guess he's going to be doing the covers for those books. And, um, yeah, it says here that this December is going to be a suicide. Oh, excuse me. It's a supersized one shot. So it's not going to be a series. It's just a one shot. Um, that the that's the the, the the crew is going to be on. Uh, it this references when Bendis brought the the uh, the five back in um, all new X Men and all the havoc that happened between there and since then. Not havoc, but you know it it was it was a time, folks. But yeah, we'll give uh give folks more on this when we get a little bit more, such as like when this comes out in December uh, which is December 20th uh, Chip Zdarsky returns to Marvel with Avengers Twilight uh, in uh, January so Chip Zdarsky and Daniel Kuna excuse me um, which is funny how this uh, this article says returns to Marvel which he hasn't been really gone that long his, his run of uh, Daredevil has not been that long was not that long ago actually so, yeah. But apparently, again, at New York Comic Con uh, next month, the next big thing panel, again, there's going to be more news on um, Zadarsky and Akuna's um, uh, uh, adventures thing. I don't, we don't really have much to go on here, but that fact. Um, but yeah, I'm... You know, you know me. I love me some Avengers, so I'm I'm looking forward to pretty much anything Avengers. And I haven't read uh, Sadarsky's, um Daredevil. I think I did read his Howard the Duck. So mixed mixed feelings. Now uh, for some news that I guess would not have, um, well, that you could and possibly could not have seen coming. Uh, we find out what uh, Jonathan Hickman's other book outside of that God's uh, event thing going on is, and he's taken it to the Ultimate Universe with Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, I assume this is the thing he said. This is the thing he said he would never do uh, in when the last time we talked about it. But um, I guess this is com- confirming the fact that uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man series is. Uh, is going to come out of the Ultimate Invasion Limited series um, uh, that I was talking about not that long uh, uh, not long ago. And actually, yeah, it says next week that it was wrapping up um, with the Ultimate Universe responding along with it. So, yeah. And we already knew that the Ultimate Universe was coming back. So, that's, that's at this point, is not a surprise. The, the surprise is what Hickman is doing um, was doing. We did not know that he was going to be a part of this. 
which is again also makes me want to go back and read the Ultimate Universe because I didn't read a whole lot of it outside of uh, when Miles was introduced, and well, excuse me, and the adventure, the original Ultimates, um, a couple of the original Ultimates uh, minis. I mean, excuse me, uh, books. So, and that was a whole thing. So, why are they bringing it back? We don't know, but hey, you know, I guess something. Something was going to happen at some point since they kept the maker around. Uh, next up, though, <clears throat> pardon me, Spider-Man 2, as we go into the toy corner, uh, Spider-Man 2 confirms how many suits will be in the game. And this was from um, the, uh, the, the PlayStation uh, State of Play, which came actually the day after the Nintendo Direct uh, last week. So uh, I, was, I was happy to see this because I am looking forward to playing Spider-Man 2, uh, even though I have not finished uh, Miles Morales or the original uh, Spider-Man video game, uh, Insomniac Spider-Man game for, for, for clarity, because there has been many, many Spider-Man games. So apparently um, both Miles and Peter's characters are going to have like five unique suits apiece, but there's going to be like way more than that. Um, um, it says 65 unlockable suits. And I think... Unless those unless those ten suits that I saw were like pre order bonuses, I can't remember. But regardless, there's going to be a bunch of suits. Which the first game, the Spider Man game had that. Now, more likely, um, the 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 Miles Morales game also kind of had a bunch of suits also that you could kind of uh, switch in and out of. So, um, yeah. See, allowing players to unlock and equip different spider suits for Peter and Miles, which, like I said, the the, the last couple of games have kind of had that. So, uh, I'm curious as to what's going to be repeats or not, because I'm pretty sure there's going to have to be with 65 suits. Like Spider's had a lot of suits, um, and I can only think of a couple that would be new to either um, either him or Miles. So that's, and I know there, like I said, there's. 10 that I saw a video on um, that are unique uh, to them that you'll be able to get one way or another. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that game. It's going to be, hope Insomniac hasn't uh, done, done, done bad so far with their track late record, especially with those uh, Spider-Man video games. So it's going to be good. Um, From the Marvel Legends front, uh, apparently we have uh, a photo of what the potential box is going to be for that Detroit Steel exclusive. And actually, um, I believe the day of this recording, uh, Hasbro PulseCon has been going on, which I haven't had a chance to look into. Um, So some of this stuff is going to be slightly old, given that, like I said, I didn't go back and uh, before, didn't go back before I, um, before I recorded to, to see what came out of that. But I know this, this Detroit Steel figures are supposed to come out of that, and we got some pictures of that and some uh, and a couple of other things uh, from that, including um, um, the Marvel Knights mindless figure, uh, mindless one build the figure wave. Uh, there are we now have uh, pictures in hand pictures with uh, Lady bullseye and the rest of the crew in that wave which includes daredevil uh luke cage game reverse iron man uh fist ninja Clea, and blade so i'm not going to well i can see if i can so i'll just flip through those real quick uh kingpin also apparently is in that 
Um, but yeah, most of these shots look like they are from Lady Bullseye. Um, well, actually, Daredevil, I mean, not Daredevil, um, Kingpin, it might not be, it just might have been used as a reference, looks like. But, um, yeah, just scroll through those pictures. You can check them out in the show notes for yourself. Um, and speaking of pictures of figures, we have uh, some pictures of the G.I. Joe classified Desert Commando Snake Eyes uh, that uh, someone has gotten. And um, I have not seen this figure before. And uh, But apparently, according to this article, is a reprint of the first Snake Eyes uh, figure from Classified and comes with a lot of accessories, just like the, the other one is going to. Um, just different, you know, so there is that. That's not a bad looking f- uh, figure, I will say so, but I'm pretty sure most people, like myself and probably Agent 70, probably going to go for the more classic one that uh, they it is announced to come out. Um, DC, going back to some books, DC makes a major change to M- Batman Incorporated, which is, I guess, spoilers for Batman Incorporated number 12, uh, in that it looks like uh, the the... Batman Inc. went up against Joker Inc. And um, uh, it looks like they may be going their own separate ways, but are, according to this article, Ghostmakers decided to go independent, I guess, uh, as opposed to being led by Batman or uh, Lex Luthor or whoever else has led them. But I guess Ghostmaker was the one who was leading the team in, in this particular iteration so there you go um next up though dc's next comic event is a is quote an attack of the personas according to this article from kismodo um so yeah dc's next event is looks to be beast boy centric um and starro I, I guess. So I guess what Be- uh, Beast Boy is going to turn into Starro, Starro, a Starro-like creature. And uh, according to this article, sends out spores that turns its victims into animals. Um, the Justice League is not a- around. The Titans are the ones in charge. So I guess that makes, I guess we, we understand why this is going to why they're the head of this. So this is going to start in October and it's called the beast world and it will play out in various comics in the coming months, according to this article. Um, so, and have tie-ins throughout various sections of the DC universe. Uh, and it will kick off will with, um, Titans beast world, which is the name of the event will kick off with tales of the Titans. Number four by Andrew constant and the, uh, art team of Brandon Stein on October 24th uh, and the event's first issue proper will release the following month on November 28th so I believe Agent 7 and I have both been reading Titan, Tales of the Titans so yeah I guess we'll look at, check that out uh, DC insists Fable's comic book series is not in the public domain despite creators claims so yeah we talked about uh, Bill Willingham's uh, seemingly put fables into the public domain basically saying screw DC because it is his work I guess 
But uh, in an issue in a statement shared with IGN, DC had disputed Willingham's claims about fables being in the public domain, asserting that it is not the case and the the company will take, quote, any action it deems necessary against the infringement of the property as DC retains ownership over the beloved fantasy series and its characters. Uh quotes from DC, the fables, comics, uh, books, and graphic novels published by DC, and the storylines, characters, and the elements therein are owned by DC and protected under the copyright laws of the United States, and they're out uh, throughout the world in accordance with applicable law and are not in the public domain. Um, the statement reads, DC reserves all rights and will take such action as, as DC deems necessary and appropriate to protect its intellectual property. So that's basically the the full quote from uh what i was saying so yeah i don't yeah don't know what's going to happen with all of that but we'll we'll keep folks posted um um i kind of figured something like that was going to be the case or at least dc was going to come out and say something like that was going to be the case so i guess we'll find out uh, who's right or not uh, last but not least, IDW publishes losses of $1.28 million in a quarter. Um, according to this article, and this is for fiscal quarter, excuse me, Q, uh, Q3, which ended January 31st, um, uh, July, basically this past July. Um, is when the, the last fiscal quarter ended. It resulted in lower sales coupled with higher expectations, which is, according to this article, a difficult combination. Um, it, this article also notes that the loss was a big drop-off from the 595000 $595, loss in the year ago, and in the quarter a year ago, and another 200000 loss in the most recent quarter before that. So, yeah, this is not looking good for, for IDW. Um... Uh, like I said, we've kind of been hearing the things uh, uh, from uh, or around that company. So hopefully things are going to work out. Don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this one for next week because um, Agent 70 is probably going to want to hear about that. Um, you might have seen, you might be seeing what shades of that uh, that I'm speaking of. But shh. And with that, folks, that ends the uh, comic book news. We're going to get to one last ad read for the night. And you know which one we do when we're kind of running for time. I did not think I was going to go this freaking long by myself. Oh, my goodness. Um, Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click our Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchases, uh, purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, um, exotic snacks, I would say, since uh, thanks to my one of my recent purchases. Um, <clears throat> not exotic, but just snacks you probably couldn't get around uh, locally. But anyway, for every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends to CSPN a payment. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, that helps keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon through CSPN.us, 
Do it today. And let me get back over to this shot right here. As we close out this here show, again, folks, I, I apologize for going so long. I did not think that was going to happen. I was trying for that not to happen, but hey, it is happens. Um, and with that, folks, um, we will be back next week. Um, maybe me again solo, but or may not, or Agent 7 may be back. We don't know at this point. We'll see. We shall see. But regardless, there will be a show next week, more than likely. Um, with that, my name is Rodicat. You can find me at Rodicat on Twitter. You can find me at uh, News News Need on Twitter. You can find me at CBCaps on Instagram. Um, you know, I, I, I'll do it, whatever. <laughs> uh, agent underscore 70, Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram and threads. Uh, PC underscore dirt on Twitter, Pop Culture Network on Twitter, Pop Culture Network.com is on the site they're in. And uh, Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter, CB Cron on Twitter, which is the uh, Cumber Chronicles Twitter account, uh, The Click Nation on Twitter, that's, and uh, TheClickNation.com, that's T-H-E-K-A-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N. Um, and most importantly, he's over at comicbook.com, writing his face off under the name uh, Timothy Adams, which is his actual name. Uh, you can find this here podcast on the coast of the podcast network, the CSPN.us. Do it today. You can also find us on your podcast personal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal of the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Um, you can also find us recording every Thursday night, 930 uh, Eastern Standard Time on the um, excuse me, <clears throat> on the YouTube channel of the Click Nation, that's the that's youtube.com slash the Click Nation, and twitch.tv slash comic chronicles. Be sure to like and subscribe and do all that good jazz if you want to on the the podcast feeds and the the um you know the um both Twitch and YouTube if you uh, you know uh if you feel so inclined we appreciate it and five star reviews on Apple Podcasts and everyplace else. And with that, folks, I bid you do for this here night. Um, be good or be good at it. All that kind of good jazz. I have been your friendly neighborhood Radicat. Um, this has been the comic book Chronicles peace.